Think about it. Everything is polluted. The environment, the government, the schools, you name it. We're on uncensored tonight. Nice, clean little bandwidth. No one else is using it. Price is right. I like the idea that a voice can just go somewhere uninvited like a dirty thought in a nice, clean mind. Guess who? It's me again. The little attitude for all of you in white red land. It's five o'clock. Do you care what the mainstream media says? You out there? You listening? Are you out there? Are you listening? The question of the day and every day. Most of the times you guys are out there. I see you guys all piling in here today again. Happy Monday. I hope you guys had a great weekend. You're looking live at the foxhole.app. That's right. The foxhole.app. You hear it from me every day. All I'm asking for you guys to do is help support what we're trying to do over here. We're a free speech platform that is trying to get the news out there from an everyday person's point of view. And that's what we're, that's what we're doing from all over the world. United Kingdom, Australia. Here in America, every, all over the place, we have people trying to bring you what's actually happening in the world from their perspective, not from the elites and not from the mainstream media. Help support the app. Tell somebody about them. Grab the link. Dump it into your social media. Say, hey, check this out. See what they're doing over there. If you can, help support the app. Click support us at the very top right there. As you can see, support us. Buy them a cup of coffee once a month. That helps them manage their costs. As you can see, there's been some upgrades that have happened, I've noticed today. Seems like everything is working quite smoothly today. I do say so myself. Congratulations to everyone over at the Foxhole team for all your hard work work. Appreciate it very much. When you get time, go over to uh, uncensoredave.com. That's where the official site for Brothers Uncensored is. You can find the podcast up, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart, Google. Pick one, just search Brothers Uncensored and you'll find us. Previous show content, as you can see right there, Greenbeard on Friday, a fun discussion. Steve Franson on Thursday, great guy, fun discussion with him as well. Another very eclectic writer, singer, songwriter, uh, overall patriot, great guy as well. Similar to who we have joining us here today, we'll get to that in a moment. The newsletter is up. Just hit the, just give me your name and email. You get an email once a week, let you know what you missed last week, what's upcoming this week. Foxhole, Twitch, YouTube hates us, fuck them, DLive, CloudHub, and Tiger Network, and where, you, where you can find the live show. The link trees are there if you want to help support us. That's where you can just grab that link, link tree right there and bookmark it. That's the easiest way to find us. Uh, pr- previous guests and articles that are important that you may have missed, that's in the blog right there. Finally, scroll down a little bit more, and you can find Abe's link and Joe's links, Cash App, PayPal, Patreon. We really do appreciate and need your support. Without you guys, we can't do this. If you become a Patreon or you uh, contribute to the show, just let me know. I'll get you into our private Discord, and you can come hang out with us, let you know what's uh, what's on our minds, what's, your, what's on your mind, help us do research, and the rest. Finally, the store is up. RiseAttireUSA.com is the official show sponsor, but we also have our own merchandise. I want my News Uncensored gear as well as the official uh, Brothers Uncensored logo is up. The hats that I'm wearing t- today and the rest, you can find that all there at the store. Just click that right there. New sale coming very soon for you guys, so stand by for that. Finally, the group that Joe and I volunteer for, Patriot Group, that provides security services for events such as the event that JT Wild was at this past week, as well as many others. First, a member Praetorian is the group. If you want to find out more about us, check out the link right there, 1apraetorian.com, P-R-A-E-T-O-R-I-A-N, 1apraetorian.com. Check them out when you guys, guys get time. That's how you can help support 
uh, you know, funding uh, patriot groups that are trying to allow people to have their voices heard in this world seems to be a difficult thing to do. The first thing I want to do today, though, is welcome uh, or, or say hello and happy birthday to all of my Army vets out there. I want to kick it off with that. So let's start with that here today, guys, with a, a quick tribute to the U.S. Army and say a special hello and happy birthday to President Trump as well. The U.S. Army birthday today. Happy birthday to the U.S. Army. Appreciate you guys, all of the Army vets out there. Thank you all for your service. If you're out there in the U.S. Army, throw a one in to chat. If you know somebody or you were in the Army, appreciate you guys very much. With that, I want to welcome my bro, Joe, to welcome our guest into the show today. Joe, how was your weekend, bro? Oh, it was fantastic, man. Finally got to get into my pool, which, you know, after a week of uh, watching everybody else swimming it, I finally got some time to myself. And then last night we had a quick one hour show <laughs> uh, with uh, the Texan and got to play some music. Unfortunately, uh, Abe uh, had some weather, which knocked out a transformer by him. So uh, we ended up doing a short show, but we're going to get back to that soon, guys. We'll, you know, we'll try to make it up any way we can. But I am super excited today, man. I see everybody out there right now in Foxhole and D-Live and everywhere else. Leah Worth, Real Red Pill, Girlfriend 78. Good to see you out there. Texas Girl 71, Sergeant Sparky, Day Tripper. Good to see you, brother. And uh, many more, including in D-Live, Jedi Healer, Palladius, uh, Kitty Woo, and many others. I am super excited, man. I got a chance to meet JT in Dallas uh, at the event. Uh, Just... um, I don't even know what to say. Just a super nice guy down to earth, uh, willing to come on the live stream as I'm live streaming and he's chit chatting with people. I just walk up. Hey, JT, I'm live streaming right now. What do you got to say? And always had a, an awesome uplifting message for everybody. And then towards the end of the event, I was able to uh, my, my security detail, quote unquote, was to be side stage while JT was uh, playing and I was like, well, that that happened to work out pretty damn well. So I got to sit there for about almost an hour and uh, just watch JT basically face to face. And I've watched him for so long. Like, um, you know, I'm I'm always one of those people that just kind of lurks and listens. And uh, this time being able to stand right there, um, you know, two feet away from him, literally. um, It was truly amazing, man. It was like, I always I said to you when I first met you that I always love your live stuff. I always watch love uh, watch love watching your live stuff. 
um, even when you go to bars and stuff like that, because it's like totally stripped back and just you and playing from the heart. And then as I'm standing there with you, I was like, holy shit. Now I really get it. I'm sorry. This is a super long intro. But anyways, JT, brother, how are you doing today? Thank you for joining us, man. Uh, bro, I'm great. I really appreciate that. That means a lot to me, bro. Um, I could I could literally go on and on and I'm like, all right, I'm just, you know, this guy's just uh, uh, at some point I got to stop, man. But I truly mean it. Like, even when I met you, your aura, your whole I mean, you're so grounded. Um, and then like to be able to be two feet away from you and how exciting that was and getting the fan interaction and then able to actually record it. And then just before we jumped on was the first time I showed you a little bit of it. Um, it, it's, it's just really cool, man. So I'm super excited that you're here today. Thank you, man. I'm really glad to be here. I had a great time hanging out with you guys too up there. It's, and, uh, you know, I mean, me and Abe are been, got to meet a couple of times, but I didn't even know you guys were brothers. So that was pretty cool that I, <laughs> I got to meet you both and uh, hang out with you. Yeah, both. I got to meet your bro too, which was cool. And, shit. Yeah. I, I, I yeah, kind of felt bad for that weekend. dude. Cause he was about fucking fed up with, with, uh, just following your ass around. I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think he had a good time. We, you yeah, know, the, time. the crazy thing about it <laughs> is we, we looked at each other about halfway through that, and we went. I said, "Do you realize this is the first time in our lives we spent a weekend together? Damn. Literally, in our lives. I mean, it took fifty years for me and him to hang out for one weekend. So he just loved it. We both loved it, you yeah. know. And um, we actually got a lot closer over the last couple of years. So it was it, it was just an awesome weekend, and I can't wait to hang out with him again, you know? Yeah, man, it was a lot of fun. It was cool to meet him. It was cool <laughs> to hang out with you again. And thank you so much for the signed CD, man. I'm going to keep that. Yes. Uh, oh, I, ca- yeah. I came home, and I got to show everybody all the signed stuff I got. I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know, man. So I appreciate it big time, bro. I, you know I got a lot of love for you, and I think I think you, you, you and your group, I'll call it your clique, Got a got a raw deal in my opinion, and I think it's just you know we have too much uh, in common and too much to worry about in our world to be nitpicking you know things that we don't understand. So I love having you on. I think I told I was telling people about you, and I said there's not a malice bone, there's not a malice piece of of flesh in that man's heart. He is a mm-hmm. a very uplifting person, and that's that's the best I can say about you, bro, because. Honestly, the people who don't know you don't know that about you, and that's something that I picked up on the first time we met, bro. Thanks, brother. I, um, you know, part of being a songwriter is uh, kind of studying the human condition, bro, and um, learning to put yourself in other people's shoes all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, ah, man, that's the key to life for me. It's like, it's just like. It's become second nature, and when I get upset or when I get angry and, you know, need to be calmed down, um, uh, I I have, you know, I have to do the same thing, but for some reason it's really, um, it's something that does come naturally when I'm in a normal state, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I think a lot I of people s- give you a raw deal because they they look at you as like trying to grift off the Q movement. I I just don't think that's fair. I, it's just an uh, a illegitimate criticism that is just not fair at all. There's a lot of us who, let's be real, have made some some type of living off of the truth movement, and but that's yeah. not what it's about for you or for any one of us, is it? Well, I would love to see. 
I'd love to see the money I made. I mean, the, the, <laughs> yeah, you told the me mon- that uh, it was quite the expense just to get to Dallas. It wasn't I, like you had a, an all expense paid trip there. Exactly, and and you know everything I do, I do for just the movement. I don't do it to make money. So, but they don't know that. And people always, you know, there's always going to be haters. What I what I had to realize how pretty much you know over the last year or two is is just that you know just let people be themselves let them hate if they want to hate and and just you know the be kind and loving to the people that don't hate and uh and just build and you have to be somewhat of an example you know um and uh just people only get it when they get it you know and it's i had some really powerful conversations in dallas with some leaders of the movement you know some i don't know if they're leaders but you know what i mean we none of us are really leaders but some people that are <clears throat> had had an issue with me and um and i just looked them in the eye and you know i said uh a lot of things but i i just basically let them know you know i'm a man of god uh I'm a, I'm a man of God. God has put me here to deliver a message and, um, you know, the, when you can look someone in the eye and let them know how serious you are about that, they don't, they get it then. And, um, you know, I'm sure they'll never have a bad thing to say about me again, you know, because... Because uh, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody anymore. That's one thing. One of the things like that this whole thing has taught me as well is like I can look any man in the eye and know they're just as broken as I am. <laughs> There's a lot of that, and a lot of people just want to don't don't want to live in that reality. But and so they'll they project their misgivings or their own problems onto others. It's um it's a yeah it's a very yeah. judgmental and very selfish world we live in. Who who's JT the high school kid and shortly after high school? Who, who who's the little punk that was JT Wild back in high school? Yeah, where did you go to high school? By the way, if you don't mind, I mean, you don't have to tell us. You know, well, high well, school, but. well, we were the Patriots. Awesome, <laughs> nice. No way. Yeah, we were the Patriots, Pinellas Park Patriots, and um, yeah, I went. Uh, I was like so. About 14 is when you start really like kind of getting your personality, you know, uh, for me it was, I, I remember I was 13 walking in from summer about to turn 14, you know, go to school for uh freshman year in, in high school and seeing Billy Idol on MTV. And I'm like, I'm getting my hair like that. And I'm learning to play guitar, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> you know? And, um, but you know, honestly, uh, if you ask my mom, if you ask even my dad, if you ask a lot of people, I've always had a real tender heart, you know, I'm just, that's just who I am. Um, I've learned to be tougher. I've learned to have tough skin with a tender heart. How about that? And, um, um, I've also learned, uh, to be strong when I need to be in, you know, other ways, but, um, So I, but I was really, uh, uh, music just took me over, you know, it kind of took all of the pain away, um, the suffering. And so like, so I had a really, really rough 
three years from 14 to 17, moving from my dad's to my mom's, uh, of, you know, alcoholic stepdad abuse. And, um, I mean, no sexual abuse, but definitely, uh, physical and definitely, uh, mental abuse, you know, and, um, and, you know, that really f- mess fucked with me, you know, that fucked with me a lot. And then once I got into high school, I met my best buddy, um, and we started playing music and like, it just like, you know, we got high and fuck all that stuff. That stuff just disappeared as much as it could. I could make it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, so that's kind of what music did for me. And I guess marijuana too. <laughs> and, uh, cause that's really the only drug I was ever drawn to. I'm like, uh, I love that stuff. But, uh, that's when it started, you know, about 17 and, and same thing with music. And I just played music as much as I could. Got a, got a job in a kitchen and started playing music and got a girlfriend, you know? And, and, uh, um, so, so after high that, school, you went straight into playing as much as you possibly could anywhere you could. Is that, is that how the, yeah, well, I, yeah, I got, I got out of the house as soon as I possibly could got a job, got, and you know, we practiced it, worked it day labor or whatever it was we could do. <laughs> and then we would go pl- practice at night and, and, um, and, uh, then I got, I think I got kind of booted out of that band and then about two or three more years went by into my twenties and I, I got in a band called uh, men from earth that became really successful in Florida. And, um, and, uh, we had a hit, my hit song was called Mary Jane. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, they played that on the radio a lot. We played livestock back in the nineties and we got, we almost got a record. We were one of those almost got a record deal people. So, um, then when that fell apart it, in 96, I think 97, I, um, I basically went solo and, uh, then just restarting, trying to start a band up and, and every band I would get them to write at the pinnacle and then something would happen and they would fall. And then, you know, so, but, uh, I never really, uh, I guess at a certain point, you know, once you hit 40, you go, whatever, I just want to play music and, and be, um, do, you know, do what I can to, to release it. And, um, and then quite honestly, this, this whole thing is what kicked me in the ass. You know, this, this whole thing gave me a, um, a, pa- a something to sing about other than love and life. I'd been, you know, it's, it's interesting actually when I was a kid, you know, I loved punk rock. And so I, you know, I loved, I didn't necessarily like the political punk rock, even though I didn't love the dead Kennedys, but I didn't really get where they were coming from, you know, politically. Um, I, uh, but I wrote songs like called stupider by the minute about commercialism and all the drugs they're pushing in uh, on us. And I wrote, I wrote songs about religion and the relationship with God and the devil a lot, you know? So all of my, all of my songs were all, spiritual and and based on 
the man, you know, getting the man, you know, and, they, and then I kind of went into the whole lovey-dovey singing about love and stuff for a long time, about 15 years, 20 years, maybe 15, 20 years until the Q movement. And then, then it became, I, I was able to kind of tie it all together, if that makes sense, you know. You got to remember, too, how cool is it, you know, to live... So let's say from 15 to now, it's like, what, 35 years? I lived that 35 years of rock and roll, 40 years of rock and roll, plus 10, 15 years before that, which I was listening to my dad's rock and roll. You know, it was already 10 years old by the time I was listening to it, or 20 years old. Right. So just having, and, and, you know, all of us, you know, in our 40s and 50s, like we've got just massive amount of of music that's just all just about life and all of these things we go through and um and like i said the the passion of freedom the passion of fighting for your freedom and being able to do it with music instead of a gun you know being able to do it with music and or or information instead of a weapon Mm -hmm. you know that is the new great awakening that's the new deal (laughs) and and so uh you know that's a digital soldier you know we're absolutely peaceful i mean we fight i fight to end wars you know i don't want i don't physically fight obviously i fight you know with my music and my creativity to keep us free and to keep keep us out of wars needless wars for other people's money and um and Is so that, you know you mentioned digital soldiers and that's one of the songs i really wanted to play it's a good it's a good intermission to do that now is that the motivation and the in the kind of what is that what motivated you to write and and uh perform digital soldier yeah you know that was flynn and i just imagined you know because we know him as not the the commander in the tank you know, um, or, you know, on the battlefield, we, we, and I just, um, I wanted to build that picture of him looking across a desert of stone, dust, and blood, praying for an answer from the Lord up above and how, um, that moment, I get so damn emotional about it. Sorry guys. But that moment, um, that he probably had on the battlefield 20, 30 years ago, He's reliving too right now. And so I was like explaining, if you really look at it, it's like I'm talking about maybe the past, but it is the right now as well, you know? So yeah. it's super, it just, I, I guess, you know, I wonder, I wonder about past lives. If we were all in a war together, we've all been fighting this war for all our lives. You yeah, know, I think for, we all have those. For eternity. Yeah, I think we all <laughs> have those feelings. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's an uh, awesome statement to be honest with you right there. It definitely feels like we've all been kind of brought together, right, at a certain time in a certain way. I love that you mentioned the fact that your music kind of I don't know, you didn't really say your music kind of all came together uh because of the Q movement, but it kind of did, right? And I love that because everybody I know Q in the movement and it it represents something different for everybody. Right. And to kind of hear you say that it was kind of like this culmination of things that all of a sudden you went, boom, 
Yeah. And this light came on and it's totally, totally represented through your music, man. I absolutely love that you said that. Yeah, and and you know, even talking to Abe um about you know, all these veterans and you know, that what you guys went through the last 20 years and and what you saw and and then having, you know, and the big deal really I know for a lot of vets is the camaraderie that is gone. Yeah. And and like so this movement has been able to really bring all, a lot of you guys together and all you're focused on is bringing more uh vets together to um you know not to overthrow the freaking government but to heal the yeah. world and and um you know that's the deal you guys you guys and that's what you're doing and that's what I'm doing and that's why we we just we can't stop now. We can't. Oh, it's we're like, never going to stop. It's, you're, it's in your blood. With great songs like this one, Digital Soldier. I, I want to get JT to play a live tune here in, in pretty soon, so stand by for that, you guys. But great tunes like this one keep us kind of, uh, you know, snapping the finger and a little extra motivation in our step. Check out Digital Soldiers, JT Wild. This was in late December 2019 is how old this was. Man, time flies. This was irregular warfare at its finest. We have an army of digital soldiers.
Good shit, man. Lots of love from uh, chat over to you for that tune. Man, that shit sounds good, man. That's not the JT Wild I'm used to hearing, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> love that. Absolutely love it. Everybody in chat is freaking just a great song, dude. Great pump-up song. Just, you know, let's go, let's go, you know? Oh, yeah. General Flynn f- shared it on his um, on his uh, Telegram, too, a while back or th- when we were in Dallas. That was pretty cool. Awesome. That's awesome, man. Hey, guys, check this out. So I started a jewelry company. I'm like, you guys saw my stuff at the at the event. Oh, yeah. Bringing some. So I just got 17 watches. I'm keeping two of them, but check these out. I got 15 of them for sale. I don't know if you can see this, but check that out. Oh, that sweet, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah. If somebody wants <laughs> one, where, they, where can they get it? Uh, just email me jt at jtwild.com. I think they're going to be about 50 bucks, but um, I'm waiting for them to get here, so I can't sell them until get, they get here, but <clears throat> pretty cool, huh? Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty that's sweet, awesome. man. They're, they're brand new, and, uh, you know, so hopefully I've just got to put some batteries and make sure they work good. <laughs> there you go. I want to I let everyone know out there that the links for JT has been – Dropped in the chat. Check out jtwild.com. And do me a favor, guys. If um if you guys can, man, if you guys support this channel, do me a favor. Send some love JT's way. This guy is he's he's a struggling musician in his full tour, full, full phrase. Uh, it is not easy to try to do this shit, and he's funding his way to these events to try to get exposure and try to build the brand, build the the awareness of what he's trying to do. But he honestly needs our help, and he's just—he's a very humble guy. And I would—I would like our family to do whatever you can to uh, donate to JT and help support him, uh, help make sure he can get to these uh, future events that are upcoming. I want to hear more of you live, bro. Thanks, man. yeah, <clears throat> if I—I uh, I, I wish there was a way. You know, I'm trying to find ways to give people something and. Um, you know, for their money and not to just take donations and stuff, but it, it, every single bit helps, you know, every single bit helps. It's like, um, and I do, I really am trying to put it back into, um, just, you know, promoting the, just the movement, the freedom movement and the, and the Patriot movement and, uh, represent it well, represent it with, uh, a keen mind and a sharp brain and, uh, and um, a witty tongue. How about that? <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I got, uh, just real quick, I got a, a hand-painted cue in Dallas, and I actually donated it to the 17th person that emailed me, and I sent that out, and they already received it. So it's just interesting that you got 17 watches. Just <laughs> Yeah, <out>. yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. That's all I could afford at the time. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. But it might as well get 17 of them, right? Yeah. But, um... And- 
that and it has a cue on it. Somebody was asking if you could show the watch again, but uh, yeah, it's got a it's got a cue with a little um, it's got a cue with a uh, like a a little faucet like drip like slow I slow drip. Yeah, that's the idea. Is like here. Oh, there we go. There you go. That's freaking awesome. Pretty sweet watch, dude. Wouldn't that be a cool, cool T-shirt? Just that, like, you know, because uh, the drops, base, like, you know, drops, yep. <laughs> Q drops. That's perfect. <laughs> Very cool. It looks so, like a pipe, pipe too, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you flip it around. <laughs> so when when I was in Florida visiting my dad, we went and had lunch with you and uh, and uh, the captain, Captain D. And yeah, Captain Captain Roy. Captain Roy. And um yeah, that food didn't go over too well with me. I ended up fucking shitting all over myself. But anyways, <laughs> it was not I'm a good sorry. experience. <clears throat> Little do you know there's very few gas stations in the back roads of Florida when you <laughs> I tell you what, that was the worst thing ever. Anyways, um we had, I had, we you and I had a chance to have an awesome discussion, and I don't know if we can recreate it, but I'd like to get into it a little bit. Sure. The one thing that that um, in Bible school I was never taught, and in churches is never talked about, and really in any religious circles of any kind of discussion, is what happened before Christ, and was there spirituality in religion before you know Jesus came to this planet and you know blessed us with what I believe to be a you know found a sound principles to live by for humanity and lessons that should be taught to humanity, probably lessons from the past. I, I would assume that this just didn't come out of nowhere that, that, uh, may, you know, maybe he was a, a, uh, a pro- pro- prophetic type person who had all of these things that no one ever thought about before. But what do you, when, you know, a lot about religious history and your, your knowledge is as far as I can tell, second to none. What do you think happened? What was times like before Jesus Christ walked the planet? Was there religious and spirituality back then too? Oh yeah, I mean, the, you know, I'm kind of one of those. Um, <clears throat> I, I believe the the Earth has had many different societies, and and um, uh, I believe, especially like if you go back to Egypt, that you know, obviously there was something going on there. And, um, so I, I read something crazy today. I'll tell you about in a little bit, but the idea really that interested me about Christ and about what was going on, like right before him. Um, I mean, Judaic, the Judaic religion was, you know, the main religion on the earth at that time. And especially where Jesus was. And, um, you know, other than that, it was mostly like Greek mythology. You know, there was like you, the Romans, you know, they didn't really have a god, right? They had many gods, right? And so <clears throat> they were, um, uh, but they were conquering these lands where there was the Hebrew people, you know? And so, you know, th- the idea was when Jesus was around, when Jesus was born, so he was a mumzir, they called him, you know, he was a bastard and he, 
he uh, they couldn't, but it was because they couldn't prove his lineage from Joseph. Joseph was a wandering carpenter, and he fell in love with Mary. But <clears throat> so the the idea is that possibly, you know, he was more of an Arab descent instead of from David. So basically they couldn't, um, Joseph could not validate his lineage from David. So then, so they basically tried to say that, that uh, he, he didn't have a father, you know, God, basically the idea was that, Jesus was considered a bastard because Joseph could not be validated. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. So when he was raised his whole life, um, basically he was shunned and he wasn't allowed into uh, into the temple. He wasn't allowed in every you know Saturday. He could not go to temple. So he spent time with his mother, and uh, his mother was his biggest ally growing up. But, you know, there's so much, actually, before that, that is just what's amazing about it in particular is that when the Roman Catholic Church took over, they started burying a lot of the ancient religions, and they started uh, persecuting the ones that were on the earth right now. There was a group called the Cathars. I don't know if you've heard of them, but no. they 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 were um a religious sect that um that believed in Jesus and they believed in reincarnation. And they were wiped off the face of the earth by the Catholic Church. And hmm. so <clears throat> the whole idea that you we have to realize that I I've come to realize about this particular conversation is you had, they had to make a line where Jesus was God or, or in other words, that it was the only way. And so they made it this dictatorship that the only way and you can it was almost like being a Nazi in a way. It's like, okay, you, you gotta you're gonna be a Nazi or you're gonna die. What do you wanna do? Or you're gonna try to get out of here alive. And that's kind of what the church did in a lot of situations. Yeah. A lot of situations. It, you know, we I went into Indian cultures in the South yeah. America, they did the same thing. They brought scurvy, they brought death and destruction everywhere they went. They went and so they and <clears throat> on top of that, they have uh, they have convinced people that when they take a take sacrament that they're eating Jesus and drinking his blood. They <laughs> they have convinced people to that, and and I'm telling you, they're satanic. <laughs> the church is the 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 leaders, the dark overlords of the Catholic Church have always been satanic. Yep. There's just no doubt in my mind. And I agree. And I mean, it's that's, it, that was the hardest truth for me <clears throat> to learn is the reality of the Vatican and the church itself. And what, you know, what it's actually is, is used for is not for good in any form whatsoever. Yes. And so it's interesting because when Christ 
was alive, he was fighting against the relationship that the Sadducees had with the Romans, right? The relationship between the hierarchy of the Hebrew, the Judaic religion were in bed with the Romans. And they were just basically didn't care at all about the people or God. They cared about the money. And it became like that. And he saw that so clearly. You know, that's why he got a band of brothers together yeah. to to fight them. And when he tipped the money jars, buddy, it was on. He he started a war with them. And um, he wasn't faint of heart about it either. Um, he was a rebel, you know. And um, so, but it's interesting how Satan that is that controller. Satan wants to control things. People that are... Uh, and it, it, it's interesting also because in Jesus's religion growing up, which was, in my opinion, was, uh, he was more of a Kabbalist, which John the Baptist was a Kabbalist, which is, is they, they took, they took, um, Judaism and they turned it into a real more spiritual mystical practice. So in, and they replaced, um, they, like, here's a great for instance, okay, do you know how right now in the spiritual community and then, or not in the spiritual community, in the political uh, religious community, there's this idea that, um, there's this idea that uh, Christ is, um, oh my goodness, man, this just got really crazy in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, what yeah, am I trying to explain? Bad. I think what just happened is I wrote a book in my mind and I'm trying to explain it. Um, no, I get it. It's it's you know the, <clears throat> the, the 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 history of Jesus and the times going back. I don't think we no one has ever really put their 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 self in the shoes of of not of Jesus, but of those times and before those times. I, I just think it's always a really interesting discussion. And like you say, you know the way that that Jesus basically fought the political class and the political religious class back then is a lot of what you've seen in other uh, revelations and awakenings, uh, religious awakenings throughout history. This is like the seventh awakening throughout history. And that's, you see the same thing happen over and over again. Yes. Well, so do you know, you know how in, in religion, how it's like there's good and evil, right? And even now we're talking about how, Oh, they're trying to take away the idea of good and evil. And well, Jesus didn't believe as much in good and evil in in us as as it was it's more as it's it's like positive and negative and I the proof of that I the proof of that is when he told us quite clearly that our enemy is our brother in heaven so that would mean that every wicked heart is our brother in heaven Every evil person is our brother in heaven, right? So that what does that mean? It does mean that really there is no good and evil. There is just choices that people are making. And now that is a higher perspective of thinking, but it's a different perspective of thinking. It doesn't mean that there's not 
evil. That's what I want to be clear. But for me, evil is the absence of spirit, the absence of God manifested in a human or an animal or manifested in something that is like, I want it, mine. And they are so so enthralled with what they want that they forget that there's a whole world out there outside of them. And so they're able to commit these atrocities because they've rationalized it to the point. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But ultimately we're all brothers and sisters in there. And so this is to me, this is just a, a almost like a dream in a mirage where we just have to figure out the matrix. <laughs> and, and that to me is part of it. And that's part of what Jesus was saying. And that's a lot of what was buried by, and, and if you thought those things, or if you still think those things today, you're shunned away from yeah. certain, certain Jesus, certain Christians and certain people. And, um, they're just like in our politics, there needs to be a conversation here, you know, and there's really awesome people that are willing to have it. Yeah. We, the discussion that we had kind of discussing what it was like, you know, uh, for humans. I mean, if, if we, if we agree with science, quote unquote, 65 million years ago is when this earth was flattened. Right. So sometime between, Today and 65 million years ago, humans appeared, and something tells me that spirituality and a higher power and um, whatever it may be, whatever that is that has been around, has been around since the since the beginning of man. And I think you know, um, if we accept the realities that present day religion is about control, not about uh, lifting others up. I think we could uh, we could start a discussion there and have a discussion about very seriously, you know, it, is religion doing a good thing for this planet? You know, that that literal discussion could could be had is 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 there so many misguided in the world of their different sects of religion, whether it be, you know, Muslims or Protestants or Catholics or pick one, um, you know, is it is it more about division and do we allow ourselves to accept that reality and not let it affect relationships or decisions or, uh, you know, uh, mm-hmm. solutions to problems. Exactly, man. And <clears throat> that's why where we go when we go all, man, because it's like the, the, we are all the same thing. We're all the same. We, the, the same chemicals go off when we get happy, when we get mad, we all, and, and if we, continue to use our religious beliefs to to keep people out of the kingdom of heaven you know is that what you're trying to do you you're trying to you you know what now they're not gonna get in you know sorry i don't they're not gonna get in man i'm sorry dude you, i love you but you're just not gonna get in man <laughs> do you think jesus would say that hell no and that's i don't think right. god would say that's that either right. that's right you know, here's the thing. I studied near-death experiences constantly. What The greatest thing that Jesus does is he pulls you out of the shit. He yeah. pulls you out of the muck. And that could be lying in a street and 
he comes along and an angel comes or an angel comes along and, and saves saves your life um, physically, mentally or spiritually. It could be, but it, 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 it could also be in a near death experience when you're surrounded by all of your demons and they're trying to keep you there in that little space that they have where fear exists. And they're just a lot of, you know, and they're holding on to you and you just scream his name out and he's there and he just holds you and he picks you right up into this place. And so people, what, what people that don't scream his name out, they're just missing out on the gift. They're missing out on the gift. And, um, and it may be someone else pulls them out and maybe they figure it out eventually but he's a he's like god's lifeguard you know he pull you out and save you and and bring you into the light in such a beautiful peaceful way you so, know that's one of the things that this movement and being able to have the honor of doing shows like these you have, i've heard so many stories of people who have been brought to the light and now have a different uh, relationship with God than they did three years ago, and it's 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 amazing that all this is happening, and it's the, the fact that you know that we still are are tribal in so many ways, and the fact that we are still wrapped up in the cancel culture, all of us, and we're, we're all affected <laughs> by it, and it's it's just too bad that that we live in a world like that where. You know, if you you do something or you you make a decision somebody doesn't like, well then see you later. I just I I wish we could get away from that as a society. And I think, you know, even the, everyone in this community has has a lot that we can learn from uh, not being non judgmental and just allowing people to live their lives the way they want to live them. I, I think there's a lot to be said on this planet about where the the MAGA movement and the Patriot movement and the Truth movement can all unite with just those basic foundations. Just leave people alone, let them be. You know, let them let them make their decisions. Let them live their lives. If you don't like it, so what? The man, the, ask the man if he believes in God. JT, do you believe in God? And he and will tell he you. Is. And he will tell you from the bottom of his heart. You know, he ain't lying. And that's all that matters to me, man. Um, man, time is just well, flying, dude. You, we only you, have you, nine you, minutes you, left. You're talking about free will, dude. The epitome, yeah. the rock. That's it. Free will. That's what we were born with, and we have to. We have to be like God is and be willing to let people go and do their thing and find their way. You never learn unless you experience it, you know? Yeah. And so when you experience it, and I guess I got a lot of experience with it, and I got a lot of experience with loss and love and judgment and and fear and a lot of those experiences, and, and I'm... And, you know, the greatest thing is when somebody who has been so broken down that they could actually, you know, become just a horrible person, but they chose love. You know, yeah. those people. <laughs> and it's like, that's all God wants that he wants to see no matter where you are in life. Just God wants you to, to love instead of 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 hate or yeah. love instead of judge and love instead of be fearful and, and, you know, create that. So when we create that, we are creating God. 
in, Bro, in the kingdom. I only got eight minutes left of your time. I know I got you on your day off, and it's been – I appreciate you taking time out of your – you've been super busy lately, guys, so I really appreciate you taking time out to hang with us. You guys, do me a favor. Do me a favor, please. Go over to jtwild.com, click on the donate, send this man some, buy him a cup of coffee, that's all you can do. Help this man out. JT, will you play us a live tune for us? Sure, brother. I'll let you pick. Go ahead, whatever you got. When I was a young boy, daddy said to me, boy, you better realize. Freedom is never free The men fought the wars While the politicians lie Nothing's changed in a thousand years Just the names of the men that died The forgotten man Sing his song The forgotten man Sing his song Work every day To keep our dreams alive Hope loses faith Fear runs your life A hundred years from now You'll hear him in a melody Hidden away in song Everyone will sing of the forgotten man Sing his song, the forgotten man Sing his song Blood, sweat and tears Is all that he has left Hated by the propaganda They're putting in prayer all the jobs are going away and the future is a guess. Who's gonna hear? Who will remember the forgotten man? Sing his song, the forgotten man. Sing his song. Sing his song, the forgotten man. Have we forgotten, man? <laughs> Love it. Good shit, man. Love it. Yeah. Man, it's going to be I... on the next record. No shit? Yeah, that's going to be on the next record. I, I met somebody in, um, I met somebody in Dallas, a, a great patriot that's going to help me do another record sweet yes, yes. i was so. going to ask what do you got upcoming man i know you got to let you go here pretty soon what do you what do you are you still how's things been for since covid now are things coming back better a little bit are you finally getting back into some shows again and uh, what do you got coming up yeah i'm i'm working um geez what am i doing now it's tuesday wednesday every other thursday friday saturday night um, playing um so um but i'm trying to get involved with some patriot uh fests i might be in indiana with uh, mike from patriot hour nice um um i haven't confirmed with him but i'm trying to i'm gonna try to go there for that that was a 
great time last year. And uh, so um, like to at least every two or three months, you know, go and do a nice show with you guys. And oh yeah, man, you know, that's what I'd, I'd like to do um, for the future is at least every three months um, go to something and, and perform and, and, and I'd like to start speaking because I think that um, uh, I think I got more to offer than just being the guy with the guitar. You know what I mean? Um, I try getting it out of you when we did a show together. It's like pulling teeth with you sometimes, man. I tell you, what. <laughs> <laughs> me, yeah, you're an open book, dude. That yeah, no, yeah absolutely. I'm teasing, bro. I mean, you, that's what I, I know, loved you're about being sarcastic. I, that's what I loved about our shows, man. Yeah, you need to get in front of the microphone, not just with your guitar, man. I completely agree. I mean, today, just the you know the fifty minute conversation we had flew by. It was know, absolutely dude. amazing, man. Well, so I'm I just agree. waiting for my girl to get home. So if she doesn't come home, we can stay on. <laughs> Hopefully, she's but, uh, late. As soon as but, that door uh, opens, gotta go. No, you know, even even my mom said that. She's like, you know, you're really, um, you know, your music's really good and everything. She goes, but you're really good when you're like just talk maybe you should do that more <laughs> i was like oh, okay i would i would love to see you give uh give a presentation at one of these events i think it'd be i think it'd be enlightening to say the least uh jt i gotta play i gotta pay some bills and then i want to yeah, play let's do that i want to check and see if she's home yeah do <laughs> and that. i'll tell you if and i got let me know if minutes. you can stay because i want to play joe got uh exclusive footage of one of most of your show uh, in Dallas, and I want to play one specific song after the top of the hour. So let me pay some awesome. bills here real quick. We'll do a Rise All of right. Tire ad, and then we'll put we'll play that uh, Joe's live footage of uh, JT in Dallas. Stand by for that. Awesome. Rise of Tire USA dot com is the official show sponsor of Brothers Uncensored and UncensoredAve.com. Without them, we wouldn't be able to do it. Don't forget, Rise of Tire has been attacked uh, again. And they basically lost their way of getting funding. So do me a favor. The link there in the chat for a GoFundMe, if you can help keep these guys afloat until we figure out what the hell is going on with their uh, – what the hell did I do? Until uh, we can figure out what the hell is going on with their funding and get that rectified, um, do me a favor. Help them out if you guys can in some way, shape, or form. RiseAttireUSA.com. The GoFundMe's out there, guys, in chat. GoFundMe is out there indeed. Here we go. Minute and a half of your time, and then top of the hour, we'll play another JT song from Joe's exclusive footage. Stand by. We've reached a pivotal moment in the Great Awakening. Culture was hijacked and weaponized a long time ago. But now, we see it as the final battlefront of the information war of good versus evil. So, get in. We're hijacking it back for the cause. Here at Rise Attire, we spit on the garbage narratives of mainstream media propaganda. It's a means to an end for the agenda of the corporate elite globalist cabal. Welcome to Clown World. It's all a fake joke. But you're not. You are real. So, recognize us? We are Rise Attire and we've got the solution for all your based apparel needs. We do premium, top shelf, cut and sew apparel that's 100% made in America and 100% evil free, guaranteed. Mimetic messaging and dope style will have you maneuvering through clowns with swagger in no time. Plant red pills in the minds of normies, attract more base people into your life, and give a big middle finger to the system. Go to RiseAttireUSA.com now. Repping truth never looks so good.
Rise proudly sponsors Brothers Uncensored. Use promo code ABEWAY for 10% off your first purchase. Appreciate you guys very much. Appreciate Rise Attire very much. I'm going to get a hold of them tonight and find out what we can do. I, I have, if you guys hadn't heard, I, we have a way of, of skirting problems like these um, as, as part of uh, some people that I know. So if I can help in any kind of way on the, on the funding mechanisms of that, uh, I'm going to reach out to Rise Attire and see if I can get that done. In the meantime, if you can support them, would really appreciate it. All right. Appreciate you guys very much. Uh, second hour, JT's still on the screen, so that's a good start. Got, got another 15, 20 minutes or so, half hour? I think so, until I hear the door open. All right. Sounds good. Let me know when By you By the way, can I, can I give a shout-out to Sheila, who gave me a nice, generous donation on my PayPal? I really appreciate that. Sheila, awesome. thank you. That's very kind of you. And that's, you know, we we got to stay stick together. We got to lift each other up. And I, I just think, I honestly, I'm just going to say it. I think JT and, and several people got a... Got a raw deal, and I just don't think um, I'm not going to be part of that. And you know, there are some people that I don't that I have been very outspoken about ITM specifically, who I think did more to harm this movement than to help it. J- JT has done nothing but give and give and give to help this movement, help raise awareness, and you know, we've always talked about taking the culture back. And <laughs> then some- I showed you my challenge coin, right? Let's say that again. I showed you my challenge coin from General Flynn. Yes, you did. Indeed. Yeah. And oh. so and uh you know, I'm a I'm a <laughs> I'm a digital soldier baby. Hell so yeah, man. I don't you know, you can even either get on board with all of us and stop kind of playing around. Stop playing around in all the all the stuff you don't know about and then look at the stuff that you you can see right in front of your face happening and support those people that are actually on the front lines working. Yeah, man. And and don't find reasons to to hate them. You know, Patrick Burns, perfect example. I mean, if you saw that guy 15, 10, 15 years ago, he's probably living life like on the edge doing crazy stuff that we would never support. But you know what? We all learn. We all learn our lesson. Takes us guys a little bit to grow up. And, you know, and and now we're seeing a whole new reason for this country and a, and a new you know a new reason for us to live yeah. like a guy like him who's got tons of money he's giving it he's fighting so hard because this is a reason for him to live this is my reason to live yep. and you know let's just stop playing those silly stupid games and like have some fun together and 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 um really work you know, <laughs> Sorry. I, I think we should focus more on the fun. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. It's yeah, uh, there's so much too. fun to have. I mean, I mean, this and, was and a lot of fun. At these, dude, you guys had to work, but you saw how much fun that that show was. Uh, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. We Joe and I was all work, but it was still. We still had a blast. I mean, how can you not have a blast? Check this out. This is Joe security cam footage. Uh, JT. Uh, and some other clown that thinks that it was his stage too, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
absolutely killed that song man and <laughs> i'm just Fucking sitting there it. oh my god i got the chills right now right again, man i'm sitting there listening to it and i'm like man jt is absolutely killing this tune right now i wish that dude whoever the hell that is would just shut the fuck up and that's you go look at him like don't sing shut up <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm sorry well, you can at play that. the harmonica though for sure that's yeah that's cool but yeah, Man, well. that that rendition that that was amazing, and like I said, I wasn't sure how the sound was going to turn out because I was literally right in front of the speaker. That's why you heard me say uh, right before that song came on, "Thank you, Sly Park," because I had live listeners saying, "Oh no, it sounds great. Stay where you're at." So oh, I was making sure that the sound was good, but it picked it up very well, man. Yeah, awesome. For awesome a little guy. shitty GoPro, <laughs> sounded yeah. pretty damn good, man. But, yeah, you absolutely killed that tune. And the whole time was, I mean, you just had a blast. I could tell that you were having a lot of fun until uh, you had several people kind of encroach on your time. I thought that was kind of rude. And, I, you know, I don't know what to make about it, say about it, but I thought it was kind of rude that people felt like they could just come up and, you know, stand on stage next to you. Like, really, dude? Yeah, I uh, I don't know. It's um, I guess I'm just too nice sometimes. But I mean, I gave that one guy all kinds of hell from the stage. I was just, I was like, ugh. But you know, it's just um, I need a manager so that that I have contractual. You know, they can't do that crap. You know, and and uh, 
But uh, it it's just, you know, it comes with the turf. It comes with the territory. We're all kind of learning how to put on these events and how to yeah. how to act at them and how to I'm learning how to, uh, you know, what to do, and what not to do. And um, I need to be more of a part of at least where I'm placed in these things, you know, because. I just I'm always an afterthought, even though they use my name to promote it and they and they use my contacts to get the people to come. <laughs> I mean, it's unbelievable. Uh, I mean, I thought you absolutely killed the up. set, dude. It was you had you had the crowd just dancing. You had them singing. It was the loyal crowd that was it, there yeah. hanging out. It was I mean, it was like a it was like a one on one session with JT. It was fucking awesome, dude. I mean, it, yeah, it was, I want to do that everywhere, man, because I mean, that's what it's about. Yeah. That's what it's about. Just hanging with the with the fans and just kind of you know interacting with them and shit. That was that was fun. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. I could even just do all of the heavy stuff like uh, acoustic. Anyways, just have a nice some acoustic jams is fine. I think I, it's it's more intimate and uh, uh, I I enjoy it a lot more. It's a lot it's a lot less work too. You know, running around. You know, I sit in my chair. Right. My guitar. Just chilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, brother. Let's see. So, AOC. Checking in with Chad over here to see you guys. Everyone's just hanging out. Uh, your your biggest fan, OG Wiz, out there saying hello to you. Oh, cool. Hello, OG Wiz. A longtime watcher of uh, of this channel. It's, I mean, it's, just, it's great to see the support from a lot of people for a long time, man. And, um, you know, I thought, I thought the times that you and I had, did shows, I was really proud of our shows, man. I I thought that it was intriguing and we had great discussions and it was, uh, I think we kept a pretty good audience for those times. I miss it, man. I do too. I mean, um, it was a, it was a raw time, wasn't it? It was yeah. like, we were all just like flying by the seat of our pants productions and, but <laughs> me and you, me and you had a good time, you know, I don't, um, it's good that I like, I just had a, I really wanted to do it at that point, and then and uh, then I just kind of realized I guess it wasn't in me that much. Um, well, it's such a regimented schedule, and it's not easy. It it's is. not. I mean, I I give everything to to this show. I I, I have to commit basically yeah. every I, my, everything about what I do is based around the show. My sleep schedule, my work schedule, my, uh, you know, spend time with my wife. If I can find time schedule, you know? Um, yeah. and I, and I had to learn a lot about trying and speaking of knock, knock, who's there? No. Yeah, no. Yeah. It, it does. You, it's, I could imagine bro. And, uh, I remember even just doing it twice a week or something. It was, Oh my goodness. I, I was, it just it was a lot of work. I don't know why, but it is. And, uh, um, but, uh, I would really like to start doing it, but I don't, I got to figure out a way to do it. That's on my own. Uh, I'm so bad at just keeping a schedule. So I, I know I get it. Well, there's a lot of people that just go live when they feel like it. Just do that. If, you know, if I knew, if I knew I, uh, if I knew it was a, like a definite paycheck, I would just do it every day at this certain time. And I probably could make it a paycheck. In fact, I mean, I make pretty decent money with my uh, Super Chats just playing music, you know? Hell yeah. Uh, so, 
it's just weird. I got to figure I guess you just, I'm, you've been doing it. So, you know, you just get a platform or you just get an idea of what you want to talk about and you just start talking. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> you know? I mean, just, just keep doing it. And um, that's, what, you know, uh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, darn, I forgot his name. But we, we had uh, someone who uh, works in the news industry on with Indy and I back in the day. And, uh, you know, Indy asked him, could you give us advice, you know, for what we're trying to do here? He just said, just keep doing it. Just don't stop doing it. And sooner or later, you're going to build a platform. You're going to build an audience. And, I mean, we don't have That's a right. huge audience, bro. I mean, we're still minute compared to most yeah, of the other podcasts. But, but I mean, we have top-notch activist patriots who get out there and get shit done. Right. That's what I love about our audience, man. That's it, man. And that's what it's – that's the most important thing is, you know, there's a book called Tribes by Seth Godin, an amazing book. And basically you have 1,000 people that believe in you. He calls them super fans. But, like, they just are behind you and behind the movement, behind whatever you're doing. That's all it takes these days. That'll multiply and multiply and multiply and multiply and become a million in, in a year, you know. Oh, and so – but – um. You know, that's kind of what I need to do, too, is just rally my troops. It's like you got to kind of get a group of people together that are willing to, like, every day share it, every day. If you could get 100 people to, that every commit, you know, maybe I was thinking, like, you get, if you got, let's say you got a 500 people, you say, okay, put them on a weekly schedule. So this 100 does, you know, promotes this week, this 100. And so just one week a month. They go and they make sure they share the shows. They go talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Spend 20 minutes helping you out. But I don't know if people are willing to do that. They just want to sit and listen to you talk, man. And <laughs> I sit and listen to you play. I love I love your uh, the live stream uh, sessions you do. It's, I love how you sneak little comments in there in the chat every now and then, like, uh, yeah, dead crowd tonight. <laughs> no one's paying fucking attention. I'll just talk to you guys. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, real quick, uh, Warrior Mima lives out in the uh, Florida area. She was asking where you play at in Florida. I play mostly um, St. Pete Beach, uh, Clearwater, Tampa area. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. That's my home. My home. I'm playing in Largo Woodrow Park right down the street from where I was born and raised uh, on Friday doing a cool little, it's called Live, Live at the park oh nice uh, lago park so doing like a six to eight i think show Sweet. and that's really cool man They're that's like, a good uh booking six to eight so, so you should have a solid crowd for that huh i know and the money's really good too it was awesome awesome <laughs> sweet man <laughs> and it's the city you know the city's putting it on so and the guy that booked me actually you know said wants to find some opportunities for me to help help them build Largo a little bit. So I, w I would like to kind of get involved in my hometown, you know, building up, uh, maybe doing events and stuff. So that'd be cool. Look man. into Hell that. Yeah. yeah. I don't think there are any, any of them are Patriots. It's probably a bunch of lefties. So I'm going to have to, <laughs> right. if I can see, you know, you test the waters because if I could put on a really cool Patriot show here, that'd be awesome, man. Yeah. That would be really awesome. Our buddy uh, Greenbeard's out there. He lives in the Clearwater area. Uh, so uh, there's another good Patriot out oh, that we've had cool. on the show. Hey, um, I didn't know you lived in me. Clearwater, Greenbeard. My, my pops and lives uh, in Lacanto. 
pretty close to there. Pretty close. Yeah. I'm right across. I'm I'm basically Largo Clearwater. So have him hook JT at JTWild.com, brother, and we'll have him. Yeah, Greenbeard set that up. Uh, Greenbeard's a hell of a guy as well. And, um, you know, his he he's definitely – you guys would have an awesome conversation. Uh, let, me, let me put it to you that way. So hopefully you guys can connect. All that right. would be awesome. That sounds great. Awesome. If, well, I'll uh, let you guys get to news if you want. What were yeah, you going to say? Well, what, what else? Um, how else can people get a hold of you if they want to book you? Is the best just go to the website jt at jtwild dot com? Yeah, that's probably the best way. Um, uh, definitely, and you can. Um, I think all of the donation links are on jtwild dot com, and you can buy the record on there. And all of the music is available on iTunes. I've got about twenty. 20 songs I think on iTunes and um some really cool stuff anything from country to rock to to uh alternative kind of acoustic music and uh just you know check it out it's not all patriot stuff but it's all you know it's all pretty dang good I think Hell yeah man <laughs> yes it is You want to give yes, us a, a, a send away tune real quick or you want to just you got to bug out yeah, the door just opened, and All it's right. time to go. Sounds good, man. Hey, it's good <laughs> to see you boss, again. Buddy. I look forward to seeing you again, bro. <laughs> I love you guys. Yeah, if you want to play a song, man, that'd be great. But um, I really love you guys. Anytime um, I can be on here, I want to be. So let me know. Sounds good, man. I'll definitely get in touch with you. Okay, brother. Much Bye. love, JT. Take care, brother. JT Wild in the house. Appreciate your time. Wild. Big time. He's going to be in the area in Florida. Look him up. He's going to be live here pretty soon, and then he's going to be uh, doing events upcoming as well. Hopefully much more events. Appreciate you, JT. JT. God bless you, bro. Man, right. that was awesome. That was awesome, dude. First and foremost, I mean, just a true patriot, man, through and through. And uh, then your guys' discussion, um, <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, people are like, Joe, are you going to, no, I wanted you, you guys had the conversation flowing. Um, and I'm glad you did that because there is a lot of layers behind uh, just JT's music. And he's truly, you know, a patriot first and foremost, but he's a God-fearing patriot. So yeah. how could you not love the guy? And I think um, Greenbeard, I mean, dude, they're pretty much neighbors. So hopefully we can get Greenbeard and JT together. You know what that means, right? Yes, that would be awesome. Really good conversations, man. Really good people. Uh, and hopefully they can make that happen. Indeed. I'm going to play uh, Where We Go When We Go All, JT's tune. Uh, that, yes. That's for the movement. And then we will get to your guys' calls right after this. Uh, I suppose Joe would want to hear this too, I guess. <laughs> Please. Boom. Here we go. They call us deplorable And we love the name They got the bodies in the dirt And need someone to blame Got a pension for greed And money to spare They put the dollars in the coffers And the lies in the air Well, we go one We go all I won't push you down You won't let me fall One day for sure We will stand tall Well, we go one we go wrong. We are the Patriots. 
for that man and uh you know you really get to know somebody when you get to shake their hand and have discussions with them and i think if we uh maybe did more of that as a society we'd probably be better off i know that i have uh very often made quick judgments about people that i wish i wouldn't have done before i think i think we could all learn from that as well jt wild a true patriot and a god-fearing man in heart i love him and i hope uh the community can wrap uh their hearts around him wrap their arms around him lift him up and uh, as we should for everybody that's just trying to get through life in this crazy world. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. And like you said, man, you know, well, first off, I was kind of laughing because when you introduced me, you're like, JT, this is my real life brother. <laughs> like, you had to like, you know, not just my brother because, you know, we introduce everybody as brother. Right. But um, and from there, dude, like for the next three days, like every time I saw him, he just was like, what's up, Joe? How's it going, man? We go and, you know, chill. And he's just so fucking cool, man. He's such a nice guy. Totally down to earth. I just want to say a quick shout out. Dolphan72, uh, Sergeant Sparky, Darth Q, Sly Park, Warrior Mima, a couple. Holy cow. Friendly Gator. Ina, Nosy Poke, Connect the Dots, um, Leah Wurst, Sanjo, WC Crane, Op, my brother, what's up? Sanjo and Warrior Mima again. You guys uh, put us over uh, 10,000 gold pills. I just wanted to give a quick shout out. We really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Belushi, my brother, we were up till 3, I don't know, 3 a.m. this morning. You guys music, were. <laughs> playing music. You guys were. I, 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 I got picked to be the DJ. Apparently. I have plausible deniability. I went to sleep. <laughs> and I love I, fall, I love falling in my sleep to my brothers talking shit and playing music. So, so you guys had the after party after my power went out while I got to sit here in the fucking dark <laughs> looking at uh, candles make my ceilings black because of stuff. Anyways, I was gonna ask you about that because uh, I think my mom and dad aren't too far from you. I wonder if they lost power. I haven't talked to them. Today, Dude, we but, had uh, the, a storm like fly by us. You know those like those uh, uh, like angle cyclones. Yeah. 
No, like the uh, I forgot what they're called. Um, something front vests. where it's yeah. like bow, a bow front or whatever. We had one of those come like three miles north of us. It didn't. It didn't even hit us. But we had one of those like fly through here at about like fifteen miles an hour, and all of a sudden, like the wind. We had like fifty mile an hour wind gusts out of fucking nowhere, and it. I think wow. it knocked the whole. I think it knocked the whole substation out because the whole area was down for like three hours, man. It's crazy. Yeah, I was. I you know it's so funny when that happened and you guys were live. I'm like that wasn't normal. I'm like either. And I, I couldn't see Abe doing this. I'm like, either his he was a knucklehead and didn't have his fucking computer plugged in and the power died, <laughs> or a tornado just hit his house. I was like, literally the two thoughts I had. And I was like, it's got to be the last. Well, it freaked me out because it was the power was surging. You could tell that it, it hadn't blown the whole thing yet. So the power surging. So I'm watching my fucking mixer, my three monitors, and my other monitor. It's like start flashing and shit. I'm freaking the fuck out. So I go like this, smack over Try to hit the the power button so it shuts everything down, and I knock over my fucking drink, all over my fucking, all over my leg, all over the fucking mouse and the table. Do you see? Do you see Joe and Texan what Abe does for you guys? Joe's like Joe. Joe Texan. He's like, "Uh, so what's the problem? Like, uh, dude, not now. Did the Cubs win at least, or you get to see the end of the game? Yeah, Cubs, Cubs won. won. Hell yeah. I got oh, to see all right, that. Good, good. All right, all right. So it wasn't all a loss. So, yeah, that's what happened last night. It was I was fucking irritated, to say the least. A couple things. Um, I was hoping to get grab JT, but obviously he's got uh, the wifey coming home or whatever. Um, you know, what you were talking about in terms of, of how sort of the people come out and uh, accuse you of different things, and you're just trying to put your music out there. I mean, that stuff. That's that happens in all communities with all musicians. And it's it's just unfortunate, man, that people think that you have an alternative agenda, because I know a lot of hustlers out there that that do nefarious things with with, you know, trying to raise funds for people and things of that nature. And they're not out there spending two, three months working on an album or a project or just even one song. I mean, it, you know, it's taken me two and a half months to write one song sometimes. And it's like, you don't put that time of work, effort and passion into something. And I've never really even made money off my music like make a few hundred bucks here and there for gigs. I mean, if you do corporate stuff, you make more, right? You can make like a grand or whatever, but it's, it's not a lifestyle in which you choose to like get rich or, you know, unless you want to try to be a rock star and get into the cabal bullshit with record labels and shit. Yeah. But like the people that are out there independently creating music, uh, especially within this movement, it doesn't ma- even matter to me if it's Patriot music. It's like, if a Patriot is putting out their expression and making music to me, that's Patriot music. Cause JT has a lot of other, other songs that he writes that aren't, you know, sort of quote unquote, like MAGA yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I just wanted to They're pick actually his best songs that, in my opinion. Yeah, I know they're phenomenal. Yeah. They're phenomenal. He was on severe the other night. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he's a really cool dude and he's got a great heart. Uh, he, he mentioned near-death experiences. I thought I'd share this story with you guys because it triggered a memory. And um, I've had a few and I've, I've had some wild sort of out-of-body experiences too. But my father was born in uh, Brazil. And uh, when he was seven years old, his, his father, who was born in London, moved them to the Bahamas. And uh, he worked for a guy named E.P. Taylor. He was a developer in the, in the, in the early 60s who developed uh, Life for Key and developed that whole part of the island. Um, and, uh, we have the, we had the third house built on that part of the Island and, um, going down there as a kid, and we just sold the house in the last couple of years because my grandfather passed, but going down there as a kid, like every year, uh, we would go down there and, and I, I, as a young kid, I think about four or five, I started, you know, learning how to spearfish a little bit and working my way up, you know, to being able to go out with my dad and my uncle. And all I ever wanted to do was go on the big hunt with my dad and my uncle. So I'm about 11, 12 years old. And they're finally like, all right, you're ready. 
uh, and we, you know, free sling, free spear, uh, you know, free dive. No, 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 you know, we're not deep sea diving or anything. This is just, this is like, you know, free diving, uh, you know, under coral and things of that nature. And so we're about, I'd say three quarters of a mile out from shore. And, uh, I took a dunker and I didn't clear my snorkel properly. And it just freaking inhaled all that seawater into my lungs. I don't know if you guys have ever gotten water in your lungs. Especially seawater. Especially seawater, especially a freaking mile out from the shore. Yeah, man. Um, I literally went into full panic mode, couldn't breathe, because it literally you can't breathe. Uh, the best thing to do is to, is to remain calm, but I, I I was panicking, man, complete fear and panic. Uh, and, and I was like, I'm going to die. This is it. Like, I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden, time stood still. Everything stopped. And I just got this calming sort of, it wasn't like a voice or a light or anything. And, and this is, this was like way back when I was a kid, uh, everything just stopped. And, and I just sort of stood still and like calmed down for a second. And then all of a sudden I found myself over this huge piece of coral and was able to put my feet down. If, if I hadn't somehow floated over that piece of coral, I don't know if God shifted me there or what, but I was just like, dude, God just saved my life. And he, he had brought up uh, uh, near death experiences. So I just wanted to pick his brain a little bit about that because I'll never forget that. And it was just, uh, it was just so crazy. And I, I just know for me, all the crazy shit I've done, all the weird situations and deathly situations I've put myself in over my lifetime, that uh, God has a purpose and a plan for me. And, and he's not done with me. And I know I'll just keep working until, until he, he, he's ready to take me home. Because, um, you know, heaven isn't some fucking nightclub that, you know, you need to know the bouncer to get into. Um, you know, and, and your body work over your lifetime, as long as you keep seeking the creator and, and try to do the right thing. Uh, you know, everyone is invited and everyone will get there. So I just hate the divisional stuff. You guys are talking about the churches. It's so true. It's just and, so frustrating, uh, man, because like that was my hardest pill to swallow, honestly, mm-hmm. it, yep. because, you know, when when Q tells us, you know, the, the people closest to you are the, probably the ones that are are the worst. And I would consider, you know, priests in my past and people who I've been influenced over my family's priests, you know, like we've had the same like family priest since I can remember. And the guy is just an old Polish, awesome guy from the old, from the, you know, really from Poland. And he's just an amazing guy. But it makes me wonder sometimes like, man, this guy's lived his whole life around this. Every one of them has to have at least been exposed to the truth of this crap. And it's just. I you would think it, it's. Man, I hate. You would think it. You would think it's weird because uh, are you guys Polish Orthodox or just po- Polish Catholic? We were raised Polish Catholic, but I mean, yeah. and I'm Catholic. not really. You know, I I don't subscribe to the Catholic religion because everybody who's there, our version of Catholic is the most judgmental, self righteous, finger pointing assholes that you'd ever want to fucking be around. And if you t- if you dare try to bring any truth to them, like a real, like try to be real around them, they despise that. I can't stand people like that, dude. Yeah. I, I cannot fucking stand it. And I don't want to be around people like that. The whole religion is based on judgment. I mean, my mother, you know, she went to New church too. She went to Faith Hope. She grew up in the Irish Catholic Church. And, you know, she quickly, as she started, I'm the oldest, um, you know, by the time I was seven, I wasn't going to Catholic Church anymore. And then she went on this mission to Protestant Lutheran. They, every single like, Christianity sect of religion that she would try to find a church. And she's like, she just kept finding the same thing. She's like, they're all the fucking same. They're all the same. Um, and so, you know, we've evolved in my family to more of a, a spiritual approach to to the creator and, and things of that nature. But I totally get that, man. My, my cousin literally is a Catholic priest and he got the jab. And my mom was like, you just marked yourself with the beast. Like, I don't get it. She's talking to her sister. She's like, why? Why did Connor get the jab? She's like, I don't understand. And like you said, you think you would think they would know about these things. I don't fucking think he knows. 
like he's got to have heard news like, you know, Catholic priests have molested kids and altar boys and shit like that. But it's like it's like they're oblivious to it or something. I don't think it's they like, realize how prevalent it is. I mean, the the, the church literally. next to the next to the I used to work at this pizza place and this the church next to it basically supplied orphaned children to cheap for cheap labor to work in wherever the fuck they wanted. They were all illegals. They sheltered them. They gave them ways to get to their jobs and stuff. And this this is what the church does nationwide now. They this is what they do. They shelter illegal aliens. Many of them criminals. You know, many of them have killed uh, other people through drunk driving and other things in Mexico or here. There's, I mean, it's just it's baffling to me that what the church has become is a sham. It's it's that really well, it's, bugs it, me, man. It's become a business. It's become a business. Uh, my ex out here in Minneapolis, uh, her dad's a fifth generation pastor. He runs this big mega church. Um, you know, basically the church pays for, he drives a fucking convertible red Mustang convertible, like a brand new, like, you know, it's like, okay, like you're just, you know, you're not struggling. Yeah. They have a really nice house out in the ring suburbs and, um, you know, all the money goes back into their home. So it's an asset, all this 5013 shit that they've done with the churches. Yeah. I mean, you should see it, dude. They have streaming services. They have a full fucking band. They it's, have mega it's streams. Amazing. They, it's a whole they do production. commercials for all this. Sh- it's yeah. a whole fucking production, man. It's Karen, like Karen Harris says she, she found a Patriot church. So there are some out there. You just got to, I guess you just got to find I, listen, them. I'm not hating. Yeah. I'm not hating on yeah. congregating with people of God and that want to get together. Sure. And seek him. I, yeah. But you, you don't need, you don't need to, to go to like a company to do that right like yeah if you find a patriot church go for it i, I would love to find something i like wish that. i could it's, just, it's I, very rare i haven't given it rare. a chance because of my experience in the freaking catholic yeah, I, church man i'll be I'm honest the, with I, you I, i'm in I, the same boat man. i can't stand the catholic church dude it's the ceremony is way too tra- tra- traditional it's not you don't get anything oh. out of it the most of the preachers just talk and babble and it doesn't get they don't actually give messages there are some great preachers out there but i just don't <laughs> need that for I don't need that to have my my spiritual side fulfilled. That I feel like I have a connection with God directly. If many people think people are crazy for saying shit like that, but I do. I feel like I have a connection with God that is just part of me. The Christos, the oil, the oil from the lamp that drips on your penile gland, that connection of Christ inside of you, of your heart, you're of God. You are his creation. You are part of him. So you can seek him anytime you want. You don't need to go tell you, confess your sins to the freaking priest makes you do five Hail Marys and, you know, you know, yeah. whatever, like it, it, that's just another element of control right now. Another man, right. He's just yeah. a man has your secrets, right. You should just be confessing those to God directly. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the ceremony with the incense, all the shit, the, the body of blood in Christ. I mean, that shit's all satanic ritual shit. Yeah. All ties back to the Vatican. I mean, and all the money around, I mean, dude, the power knowledge of money is it's just, it's the hardest thing to deal with, dude. It, 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 it aches me, dude. It really does. It really, really fucking bothers me that this shit goes on, man. And and it's like you can't really have that legitimate discussion with people about it because they get instantly offended. Like, oh my, you know, you're you're offending my religion and, and what's part of me. That 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 shouldn't be what it's about. Shouldn't it be about just understanding what the truth is about what they do? And and the the fact is that there are so many churches and so many religions that are about keeping people divided and at mm-hmm. each other's fucking throats saying my religion's better than yours and Muhammad was the first prophet and so and so was the and that's not actually a pro who it's all it's all a fucking sham, dude. It and it doesn't it distracts from what who we really are and that that is People of God that need to allow themselves to see and feel that connection with God. And all that distracts from that. 
Absolutely. And I'm not here to, 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 to say anyone's religion or their specific community church is BS or anything of that nature. I think if you found a, a strong community where um, you all lift each other up and you actually do things uh, uh, of merit and help each other and it's, it's on the up and up, I think there's a, there's a lot of uh, value there for people in communities. And so I'm certainly not saying, you know, fuck church and go abandon your church. Right. Just for me personally, it's just not, not something that I need because I've literally studied like almost every religion and, 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 and gone through all of it. And, and, you know, on my own, even in my, uh, you know, uh, junior high days was, was left the church that my mom was at, was trying to get confirmed at another church. And I, I did all the work and all the classes and everything. I got to the end and I'm like, they started telling me what confirmations would, would mean for me in my adulthood, like moving forward in that church. And I was like, I don't want any part of that. I was like, shut them out. And I'd yeah. done all the work. And they're like, all you have to do is like sign this thing. And I'm like, hell no, I'm not signing shit. And I was like fucking in eighth grade, man. I was like back then I knew I was like, these people are fucking full of shit. Yeah, I was like, man. this is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Just real quick. Uh, Belushi, um, first and foremost, guardian angel, um, obviously man. And it's amazing to hear that kind of backstory about you because it kind of explains a little bit more in detail about yourself and what you've been through. And, Obviously, up until this point, I mean, I know you've been kind of awake for a while, but, you know, we're all still kind of in that awakening, I, I think. And um, it's, it's cool to kind of hear that backstory. Um, I see uh, I see AOC. I don't know what AOC is doing back there. AOC is chasing ducks at the park. I guess. <laughs> but real quick, Matt, 1776 uh, for the energy. Suki, to honor Amy Joe, God loves you. And uh, Texan, have a drink on me after last night. I don't know how many he had, but. <laughs> <laughs> let's, keep, let's keep that under wraps. Texan, yeah. Texan, Texan can put him away uh, to say that. I'm thinking he probably doesn't need a drink right now. But good to see you guys out there. Um, yeah, and just the discussion um, that you guys were kind of getting into a lot. Uh, and again, what JT had talked about, what, you know, you and uh, Abe and, and, and the discussion, um I completely agree with Abe. Like, I don't feel like I have to go somewhere. Um, and also, you know, once you start to awaken, um, he kind of comes to you if, if you're, if, if you know what I mean. And, and so a lot of times, you know, there's situations in, in my life as well, Belushi, that, you know, could have gone either way. I'll say that much. And I know that there was somebody watching over me and, um, you know, I still feel that way. I feel like someone's walked over our family for a long time and, and tried to guide us and help us, you know, in the right direction. Otherwise, honestly, I wouldn't be here right now. And that, that faith, um, you know, was restored by, by this movement. It really was. And, and it still continues to be because, you know, going to Dallas and again, feeling that energy from Dallas, uh, is still transcending to this till right now i mean we just played a you know a song of jt wilds um you know that he absolutely nailed and and that positive vibe that positive message that positive flow that continues to transcend and it's going to continue to go that way until we can finally fight off all the evil that has succumbed over us over a long period of time and i feel like all of us including aoc that's in the picture we're all put here for a reason and we all are sitting here right now for a reason, talking about all this for a reason. And I know what that reason is. I know what that main thread is, why we're all together. And it's truly amazing. And what a time to be alive. Absolutely, man. The, the most crazy part about it, too, is like my dad, and my uncle, like they were like a couple hundred yards ahead of me. I mean, they were tracking a grouper. And like I, I was like, I was done for, man. I was like, they're not going to hear me. I can't even scream because I can't. I'm literally like suffocating with water in my lungs. 
the total God shot, man, total God shot. And uh, I will say the synchronicity of, of, you know, I talk about this a lot. Um, and just the first time I, I got to talk to you and, uh, and Alan, uh, it was like, oh man, you guys went to Naperville, you went to Nutria and we talked, it was like, it was like right. old friends, man. Like instantly, I was like, it's my fucking people, dude. I was like, right. where have they been, man? Cause the last couple of years of my life have been really hectic. Just That's moving around for me too. Fucking- I lost it, dude. I could not, I had to live through Obama knowing all this shit that I know. I mean, it was fucking torture, right. dude. Torture, dude. Uh, torture. Texas girl says, I didn't know this Don that, that they went to a church in Wisconsin and they went for a marriage certificate, and they denied them the marriage certificate, saying they didn't donate enough money while they were at part of the parishioner of the church. <laughs> they do all sorts of shit like oh, that. My fuck. brother's married. To, my brother's married to a devout Catholic, and he went through all this shit. And he was like, "Okay, I'll be, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do the whole thing because um, uh, I don't know why he had to redo it since we were kids, but it was, I guess, it, because it was a different Catholic church or whatever. I think in Evanston. And he got to the end, and the shit they started telling him how much money he had to give. He, you know, what he was like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I'm not doing this. Right. He's like, I, I was like, and his wife was like, I'm okay with it. He's like, it's your, she's like, it's your choice. I mean, she's not going to leave the church, but he's like, and he'll still go on Sundays or whatever. He's like, I'm not going to join the congregation. He's like, fuck that. Damn. It's a business, man. It's just become a business. It's so crazy. I mean, I'm not all churches again. I'm not, yeah, I'm not there's, here hating that's on the church. thing, you know, is there are still some great churches out there and I, you know, Karen's like, you know, raving about hers. That's awesome. I, I would love to be able to find a church like that where you can just you know, come together for one cause and not let all the rest of the bullshit in this world that we have to deal with every day, you know, become between us. And that's hard to find these days. Bullish, I appreciate you big time. Let me get AOC in here to see what he's up to. Yeah, man. You guys want me to bounce out? And like, yeah, you can hang if you want. That's cool. AOC, yeah, what's on your mind, bro? What's up, AOC? How you doing, brother? Hell of a view as usual, man. You're on, you're on mute. Oh, there you go. Absolutely. How's love that? that view. Right on. Well, this has been the topic of the week. For sure. And I'm really glad you guys are talking about it. Uh, I want to shout out to, you know, everybody out in chat. And, um, Amy, Joe, and I, we did one show together. Um, that was more about UFO stuff. But everything sort of, all the stories I've been working on in the deep dig and interviews lately have been with this topic of not just the Catholic Church, but the Jesuits. Catholics, the Masons, the LDS Church, the, of course, the Church of Satan and the Wiccan kind uh, and the Kabbalists, you know, it's, there's a lot of people in all that. You know, I know a lot of, a good chunk of Mormons from going doing the Sundance Film Festival every year, working with a lot of, a lot of them getting to know a lot of them, you know, and having this conversation this week specifically wrapped around this whole notion that, yeah, but are you aware that the top leadership in all of these organizations feel, in their minds anyway, that they are speaking directly to Lucifer? And they go through these rituals that to do exactly that, and apparently he appears and he sends down their orders. And then, you know, if that's going on, I mean, maybe, you know, I can't prove that, but I believe it at this point after all the people I've talked to. And, but in, in the conversation, especially the LDS guy, and I know a lot of Mormons are great people and they have no idea what's going on. And that's the point. They have no idea. Catholics have no idea what it's really about, um, about their church on that upper level. And I, I see a lot of them, you know, steering clear of that. And I see a lot of uh, discernment that's so necessary now especially when we're dealing with these things and these people that 
are a part of something that at the top level sinister, but you know, I know good Freemasons too. And, you know, until they get past a certain level, they probably don't see stuff that makes them go, wow, they were right about that rumor. <laughs> and, uh, so I don't know. And, and it's not things that's going to happen overnight. So it's, but we're the ones talking about it right now. You know, it, it's up to us. And, and to bring it more in the mainstream, I'm glad I'm hearing about it a lot. It was like three, three conversations in the foxhole this week that had the same topic come up, and it's an important one. So I'm, I'm glad you guys are, are talking about it. I, I'm on record of- as far as Masons. I, um, <clears throat> I've I've had a chance to to do some digging and some research on it. I think it's I think a lot of uh, the rumors around Masons are bullshit. <laughs> To be flat out right, I, to be flat out, uh, I'll just say it. I think it's, I think, I think like a lot of things, they're, they're things that are attacked that, uh, you know, to to smear them. And I think the Masons may be one of them. I, I'm not convinced that there's a 33rd level, uh, you know, satanic part of Masonry because the foundation of Masonry is non-political, non non-religious it's it's everything about it so to inject it into it all of a sudden at the top level makes no sense to me (laughs) but so is lds and so is the catholics and so are the mormons right you know i said that one but um but then when you hear from people that have apparently uh achieved the rank of 33rd degree and then come out and say name one bush bush jr Bush Jr. is a 33rd level Mason. Is there evidence that of that he did something nefarious yeah. that links to Masonry? I mean, yeah, the, his whole lineage is all tied to the Masonry. I, I can pull up some stuff for you, Abe. Uh, but but I will say this: it, it does tie back that that when the the Knights Templars sort of escaped to Scotland and then they reformed yeah. and went underground. Uh, there are good Masons. I mean, there's Masonic lodges all over where I live. Well, there there's was one, literally there was across the, the division of the Templars is why. The, the but, but, reason but, that I've been given of the slanderous nature towards Masons. If, if you look at the history of Masons, I'm sure you know this. Yeah. There's <laughs> the the world wouldn't be built the way it is today without Masons. I mean, so to say that everything about it is satanic, I think that's a stretch. I really do. And, and it's not to say that, and I'm not saying that. But no, but there's a lot of people at, that make that link to to Masonry and satanic sacrifice, and I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's I think it, that, there's no evidence of it. I'll just put it that way. Real quick, though, I, my understanding is there was good and bad Masons, and the bad group sort of forced the good out, and over time the bad sort of took over because certainly the, the, a lot of the founding fathers were Masons, right? They were yeah. Masons, builders, and, um, you know, there, there, there were for a period of time, really, and there still are really good Masons. I think when you talk about AOC, is talking about the top, it's all compartmentalized. So the congregation doesn't even know these things about these top leaders because it goes just from your local church. It goes to the regional level, then it goes to the national level, then it goes to the international level. They have these huge, like, groups and meetings with all these world leaders of churches. And it's like, that's where the corruption truly lies. Yeah. Yeah. No, and the choice about. And yeah. the choice is individual regardless, right? And what you do. Yeah. And that's the same thing I'm saying. I'm not throwing any one of these people or churches or groups under the bus. I'm really. No, not. I know. I, I, I just and, want to clarify that. I think. And, and I'll say the same thing about each one of the groups I mentioned. Yeah. Is that, that there are people who claim to be speaking to Lucifer 
that are at really super high levels in all these organizations. So it's, it, it's not to say that if you're Catholic that you worship Satan or that if you're a Mormon, right. of course not. Or if you're a Mason. Well, that's where that kind of, also, that's where the issue gets confused. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's because they, you know, you know, you can't separate the two, right? It's, that's where it always becomes, it becomes an offending thing or somebody gets offended because of it. It's in, in that, that generalization is what, you know, gets us, all of us, you know. Man, that's by design. Yeah. That's that divisional tactic. Back to the Catholic Church, it really started it, right? Started it in terms of everybody sort of going, like, that's a lot of priests that have all diddled kids. This isn't a, oh, I'm horny thing, or I'm not allowed to have sex with ladies because I'm a priest, so I'll just have little boys, right? It's not about that. That's part of a ritual. That's a part of something that is not happened normally in that degree of percentage of the people that are Catholic priests that got involved with some level of that, that didn't happen by accident. Yeah. That was very much constructed in ways that still people that are Catholics can't associate it with their local church or they, they don't think that it's in their own neighborhood sometimes. And well, we know how that turned out, right? Look at just Boston. Look at how many just in one city. And so you can't discount that, yeah, everybody thought the Catholic Church was all cool, right? But they've been infiltrated. I don't know how long ago, maybe thousands of years. I don't know. I'm not a Catholic. Yeah. But it's been infiltrated. And if you don't think, you know, if our country can be infiltrated, can't the Masons too? Can't the Jesuits? Can't the, well, I think the Jesuits were doing the infiltrating. That's what Abe Lincoln thought. I don't know, I'm just glad to be talking about it. I know it. It's some you can't even have this conversation without pushing a button, you know. Yeah. And so, no, you're right, man. And and that's that's you, like you get the Catholic Church side of it, but the Mason part, you think is, I don't think there's they they get off scot free, um, at the tippy top of the organization. And I've I've had this conversation with Mason friends, and. And one of them, I think, is sort of agreeing with me to some degree. So I don't know. Yeah, I've um, talked to several, and there's, I mean, they, not, not one of them believes that there's anything nefarious that happens at the top. And it's it, the the evidence, just I haven't found it. But, hey, i got to let you, uh, both of you guys go. Yeah. i got two more callers yeah, I want to yeah. get in Appreciate here. Appreciate you, brother. Minutes. All right. Much love, guys. Much love, AOC. Much love. Good to see you, AOC. Much All love, right, brother. Yeah, man. Peace, Peace, bro. Talk to you soon. Just real quick, connect the dots. Uh, there were they were the Knights of Templar. The bloodline took over. They created the Masons. Interesting. Very interesting. Eight one seven area code. Let's see here. Let me. Uh... If you're on, please uh, unmute your phone. Eight one seven. Got the Texan sitting there waiting too. Sorry, Texan. I'll get to you as fast as I can, bro. Manon Mojo, hit a star six. There you are. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Oh, fantastic. Good to hear from you, Mojo. How are you? I'm doing good. I love this topic because I'm a walkaway Catholic to Abe. I <laughs> uh, hear you. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, you know who I, I haven't heard from you? What... I haven't, huh? I haven't heard. I haven't heard from uh, Denise. Is Denise out there? Because I I've been waiting for her to call in. No, I, 
Naughty. 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 out there. She just said at the start, Catholic priests could uh, be married and have children at the start. She just said that as you uh, asked if she was out there. And I know right now that <laughs> I know Naughty. Amy jo is loving that. There you go, Amy Joe. Sorry, Mojo. Go ahead. <laughs> now, I just wanted to share a story. I was in Discord one morning. Amy Joe and Eyes Wide Open were in there. Uh, and the young kid, I can't think of his name. Uh, and Amy Joe said, go get a Bible. And I was like, oh, my God, I haven't picked up a Bible in 20 years. And it was all because of Amy Joe and Eyes that I sat down and did Bible study in Discord with them back in the day uh, over at five by five. And I, I think we all pray differently and I don't need a church kind of like you, Abe, I will pray when I need to pray. And I believe, um, I think it's important that we have God in our lives. Right. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, I mean, I just want to throw a, you know, I'd lurk on Amy Joe's channel, but uh, only only because she made me open the Bible and I started down a path last year during the pandemic. And it, it was important that I found God again. And you're right. I think what we experienced in Dallas was so spiritual. Yeah. Uh, just not patriotic. It was also spiritual, like, you know, being around Jason Frank and other patriots that, you know, I can just remember at the end of the night, Jason just huddling us and praying together, you know, and I haven't done that in years. Does that make sense? Yeah. It truly was amazing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was actually uh, able to be involved in one of the Jason Frank prayer circles. Um, and just that whole vibe, Mojo, um, you know, from start to finish, just everything and everybody that went on, it truly was uplifting all the way up to the point to where I got off the plane in Tampa <laughs> was truly uplifting exactly. and amazing. And look where God puts you. He placed you right in front of, uh, you know, General Flynn. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> where are the odds in that? <laughs> Unreal. Just unbelievable, man. Good stuff, Mojo. But, but anyway, that was it. That's all I got today. Um, you know, I think it's important that we find God in our own way. I just can't go back to the Catholic Church. I was guilt tripped you know, 60 years of my life into it, Yeah, I hear you know, you. and, and when my parents passed away, I just kind of found it a different path, you know, and it was funny because me and my husband were talking about, he he's not religious, but he does believe in God, you know, yeah. and uh, he was like, what, I have to go to church to believe in God. I mean, we had this argument Saturday morning in my house over, you know, where do you worship? And, you know, you can take a knee or pray on your own volition. You don't have to go to a worship house, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And those uh, discussions back on the old server with Survival Patriot. um, Yeah, thank you. 
Thank you. We're that was o- him. Yep. We're always good conversations, Mojo. And, uh, and glad I you- miss him. I miss survival. I've but checked in with, I've checked in with say, him. Yeah. I do want to say one thing. My husband is uh, ex-Army. Sorry, uh, Abe. But here's the deal. Happy birthday to the U.S. Army. It's 246 years today. Indeed. Thank you, Mojo, for that. I appreciate you very much. <laughs> have a great evening. Much All right. love, Mojo. You guys have a great night. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. Texan, sorry for the wait, bro. It's been uh, another busy day of calls and uh, a quick moving show, but I'll give the floor to you. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, man, it's good to see other people call in, dude. Uh, but anyway, I wasn't even going to call in today, but, you know, after what happened last night and everything, you know, last time I got fucked that hard, at least I got to reach around. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to rectify that situation. That's not going to happen anymore. I'm going to get battery backup. It's all good, man. It's all good. I was more worried about you and, uh, you know, your family and everything and the well, storm up there. I'm, it was, it was a right smack here. upside the head for me to go, hey, are you going to solve this problem when it happens in the future, Abe, or what? So it's pl- trust me, I'm going to solve that problem. It ain't going to happen again. Uh, so, it's all good, man. I'm, I'm just glad y'all are okay. But, uh, hey, man, y'all are talking about religion and stuff. And um, let's talk about this new, uh, this new church that they've created, uh, the Church of COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a bunch of horse shit, dude. I had the uh, first doctor's office. A visit today i'm getting established with a new doctor since i moved up here and uh you know the only doctor i've been seeing is out in the country and stuff and none of this bullshit goes on out there and uh, that was the doctor that wrote me the the note saying that i don't you know i can't wear a mask because of my my heart and shit so uh anyway i gotta get established with this doctor dude and this was freaking pathetic man i mean i know what it feels like what what the what the jews must have felt like and honestly what black people felt like during segregation uh it, it was a bunch of horse shit dude I walked in and I mean, immediately that they, they, they were on me because I wasn't wearing a mask and I had my doctor's note in my hand and stuff. And, uh, they didn't know what to do with me. They, they absolutely said, you're the first one to ever walk in here with this situation. We don't know what to do. We're, we're not prepared for this. And I was like, well, I don't want to tell you, you know? And, uh, so anyway, uh, there's a lot to it. I'll try to make this long story short as I can. Uh, they escorted me out of the building. Well, before they escorted me out of the building, I'm standing there and and the lobby's full of people. And, uh, you know, uh, they said, okay, they said, you're going to be seen today. And they sent this lady out. She's really nice, real sweet lady. Sent this lady out to talk to me and uh, said, okay, yes, uh, you're going to be seen today, but uh, uh, we're going to have to uh, uh, have your your office visit outside in the parking lot. What? And Yeah, yeah. And I said, what? And I mean, as loud as I could in front of everybody. I said, I came in here because I have a hernia in my groin, and you're going to do that to me out in the parking lot in public? <laughs> and, I mean, the whole place just fucking, like, tripped, man. And then they were like, sir, please. She got all red and everything, and everybody was like, oh, no. And then they gently, you know, gingerly escorted me out the out the building and everything off the third floor, down the elevator, out in the parking lot. And then I was out there, dude, for, like, 45 minutes. I was getting so pissed off, I was ready to leave. And uh, then she come out there and she said, look, uh, you know, we pulled some strings. We did this. We did that. And yes, you know, we're going to bring you in. You'll be seen today. We're going to take care of you, blah, blah. And I'm like, I was like, OK, all right, great. And while she is hot as hell out here and, I, and she's standing there and I kept dragging it on, on on purpose, the conversation with her. I'm sitting in my car with the AC going. She's standing out there in a hot parking lot talking to me through my window, <laughs> wearing a mask. Right. And she see how long you can drag this on. Literally started gasping for air. And I reached out and touched her on the shoulder. She's a little short thing. I reached out and touched her on the shoulder. And I said, you can't breathe, can you, ma'am? And she said, no, sir, I cannot. Can we go inside? And I said, now you know where I'm coming from. Yes, ma'am. And 
we went inside. She escorted. I had to have an escort all the way, you know, because I was told, hey, if you're allowed to do it, then everybody else is going to want to do it, too. And I was like, no, shit, really? Man, right. Well, what is this, third so, grade, and I got caught chewing bubble gum? You know, I thought we were getting back to normal here where we're not having any more problems. There's no. Has anyone even been talking about deaths from COVID in the past two months? I thought we were getting back to normal, and this is this is this is going to be the normal now. You can't even go to the doctor with being, you know, without being hassled to get to wear a mask. Yeah, and let me tell you something. The conversation. Oh, there was a lot more in between that. Oh my god, dude, this this chick. Okay, just to check my vitals, right? They, they put me in this special room, way away from everybody, and uh, it took about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes later, this lady comes walking in. Dude, I am not lying to you. I am not lying to you. She was in a biohazard motherfucking suit. Okay. With a little the thing fuck? that goes like that, you know, around it and, and all zipped up and gloves and everything and everything all zipped and tied. Had two masks on and a fucking face mask. I lie to you not just to take my fucking blood pressure, what dude. What the fuck, dude? Yeah, and then I'm talking to the lady and I said, ma'am, did they make you do that just because of me? And she was gasping. for it. She could not breathe for her shit, dude. And she said, yes. And I said, ma'am, I apologize. I'm not trying to be, uh, you know, I'm not trying to cause any trouble here. And she goes, no, 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 it's it's not you. And uh, I said, you know, I'm from the country and everything. I said, and blah, blah, blah. She said, yeah. She said, I just started working here about eight months ago, and I'm from Odessa, which is out in way west Texas, out in the country itself in the desert. And she said, it's not like that out there either. She said, uh, this is just stupid what we got to do. So if she's all dressed up. They made her do that, man. And it's, so it was like. Who, who is forcing these? Th- this is a hospital or this is a, 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 a you know, primary care place? Is it a no, hospital? It's, or? Okay, it, it's a hospital with doctor's offices attached to the hospital. Gotcha. And all the doctors so it's have a primary access. care section of the hospital, but it's attached to the right, hospital. Right. And right. so who's and they, forcing they, these regulations on these on these people? The executives of the hospital, you know, the ones that, you know, uh, hospitals are nothing but uh, businesses, you know, yeah. and, and, and that's what they're doing. And so anyway, after that, I felt so bad for her, man. And uh, but I wasn't going to give up, dude. I, I, I held my guns. And anyway, uh, she said it was bullshit. Basically, she walks out. And then, uh, I don't know, about 10 minutes later, doctor comes walking in. Oh, he's wearing a mask. He just wearing a mask. They made her dress up in a bio suit and all that stuff to come in there and take my blood pressure. And then, so he comes in wearing a mask, dude. I red-pilled the shit out of that guy. <laughs> I did, dude. He's a, he's a younger guy. Nice guy, man. Cool as shit. And he was apologizing. He said, you know, you've been so nice about this. And, uh, uh, you know, he said, we're going out of our way to accommodate you. And you've accommodated us and really appreciate it. And I said, sure, man, no problem. I said, but I tell you what, it's one hell of a feeling to be fucking discriminated against. You know, mm-hmm. and he apologized for it. And then, uh, you know, but it, it, it's, it's out of his hands. But then anyway, we start talking about my stuff, what's going on and da, da, da. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have to have a surgery for a little hernia. I got no big deal, you know. And uh, he said, but he said, I can't even send you down today for lab work because, well, he, he asked me, uh, have you been vaccinated? And I said, no. And he said, are you going to get vaccinated? I said, no. And he said, uh, uh, well, I can't send you down to get blood work to do labs uh, because they won't let anybody in uh, who's not vaccinated. And I said, well, it looks like I'm not getting blood work then. I said, you know, if I need to, I'll go back out to the country. I'll drive an hour and 15 minutes, take my business somewhere else. And he said, no, sir, we, we, we want, we want to take care of you. He said, we want you here. And uh, he said, well, we'll, we'll do it where you can do it curbside. We'll come out, you know, and we'll just draw the blood and everything. And what I said, sure. Okay. That's no big deal. That's, that's actually that's sanitary. Yeah, right. But that's actually a convenience to me. I don't even have to get out of the car and go in. I got this call on my phone. They come out and draw my blood. And this then is I'm fucking out of control, dude. This is fucking dude, bullshit, dude. I, I'm trying to go fast because I know you're over time already, dude. But you got to hear this, okay? Then uh, so me and the doctor are talking, and then he goes back to the vaccines, right? 
And uh, he's, and then he asked me, he said, well, why won't you get the vaccine? I said, dude, I've never had a flu shot in my entire life. I've never had the flu. I said, I'm not going to get this vaccine. You know, I said, uh, one thing it's not FDA approved. And he goes, well, but the, uh, uh, CDC is the one that says, it's I said, the CDC does not make that decision, sir. I said, it's gotta be approved by the FDA. And so he stops right there. He knew I caught him and he stops right there. And he says, well, okay, besides that, do you have any other concerns with it? I said, yeah, besides, you know, uh, I got a 99% chance of surviving something that I got a 98% chance of not getting. Why would I get the vaccine? <laughs> and he said, well, he says, well, you, you know, the, the virus has killed a lot of people. And I said, yeah, so is that damn vaccine. And then he just, he was wearing his mask. And I could see him smile because, you know, he did like that with his eyes, shrugs his shoulders, and he goes, it is what it is. <laughs> And I said, yes, sir, and I'm not Well, let's all play fucking stupid then. Let's just all play, be a fucking moron and play along with stupid fucking, fucking people. A bunch of actors. A bunch of actors is what they're doing. They're all fucking acting. Drives but me it, fucking nuts, dude. Everyone in this world is so used to being fake that it doesn't even phase them. <laughs> I know, dude. I know. And, uh, man, I'll tell you, there's a lot more to the story, but those are just the little highlights right there, dude. God damn. I, I pinned that doctor in the corner to where he couldn't get out of it. And he just basically had to surrender, you know, and say, yeah, <laughs> you know, he had nothing to say. He, and I, they've never dealt with anybody like me like that. I was told that many times today. You're the first one to ever come in here to do this. You're the first one that's ever disagreed. You're the first one. I'm like, well, get used to it if you want my business. Well, man, that kind of, that kind of bothers me in itself, man. I mean, where the fuck is the rest of the people that that should be standing up like yourself? You know, where's, that, where's all the people that in Texas that say Texas is doing this shit? How could that be the first person to step up and be like, I ain't wearing a mask. I ain't going to vaccine, do my shit and let me get out of here. And not only that, but what the fuck is a roadside blood test? How the fuck does that work? It, that does that not sound sanitary work. to me I, at all, dude. I mean, I get I, it. It's easier for you. I get it. I'm just saying that right. does not sound very sanitary to I me. Know, I know. I guess it's like a roadside groin check I was going to get. You know, I, told <laughs> I said, you know, I can go down to Harry Hines down there and find me a lot. Let's do the same thing for 20 bucks. <laughs> Bend over and cough. Not, not too much, though. <laughs> now, all you got to do is reach in the window and, you know, it's happy time. But anyway, besides that. <laughs> Uh, no, man, I had I had to tell y'all that because th this is a, a, a fucked up religion. Basically, is what COVID has turned yeah, into now. It has. There's there's no there's no real hard data, and I told that doctor that. I said there's no real hard data on, on these vaccines, man. I said uh, you know it's still being experimented, and they're exper uh, experimenting on the American public. And I'm not going to be a guinea pig. Fucking ain't right. And, yeah, and, and he had nothing. He had nothing. And then he said, uh, except for, uh, you know, well, you know, I got my vaccine and, uh, you know, my wife got her vaccine. I said, I got friends that got the vaccine, too. And guess what? They got diagnosed with COVID after they got the vaccine. The cult of COVID hydro, hydro what's the word I'm looking for? Hypochondriacs. The cult of COVID hypochondriacs. The cult of COVID. There you go. You heard it first right here on the brothers. Alan just came up with whoever that was. Just came up with the cult <laughs> of COVID. Crazy. That's it, man. I refuse to live in dumb world. <laughs> But but you don't want to kill your eighty-two-year-old grandma, do you? <laughs> it's for the yeah, safety I, of us all. I tell you what, man, it, it's it's a trip. And I, like I told them all in that office, I told that doctor, I told the nurses, and of course that one nurse from Odessa, and she agreed with me. She knew. I said, look, I can step right outside the city limit, and it's a totally different, sane world out there in the country. Mm -hmm. I said, you step inside the city here, and it's it's totally nuts. It makes no damn sense. 
<laughs> Dude, that would have been a hilarious response. How much for how much will the roadside rub and tug cost me? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. <laughs> and yeah. with that, hey. I want to say, <laughs> Tex, appreciate you, bro. Hey, yeah, guys. Thanks for thanks for listening to me there for a minute. Let me get that in. And uh, yeah, th- thanks for everything on the weekends, Alan, Joe. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I had a good time last night, but. Hi to everybody in the chat. Sorry, I ain't got time to say hi. I'm going to get off. Yeah, it was just getting good, man. I was looking forward to the next to the second hour. It was just getting good, and all of a sudden, boom, I see sparks we, flying. We were, we were at the precipice of probably having one of the best shows we ever had. But you know what? There'll be many more to come. I'll make up for it this weekend, that's for sure. Appreciate you, Texan. Have a great week, bro. All right, guys. See you down the road. Much love, brother. Oh, man. All right, Joe. We had to, we had to go long to get all that shit in for one day. How's that for a Monday for you? Wrap it up for us, bro. I just want to say a quick shout out to everybody who donated the gold Naughty. pills. Naughty. Who everyone who donated the gold pills out there. Thank you guys so much. You guys, you know, you you really have no idea uh, how much I appreciate that. Connect the dots. Twinkle toes, Joe. Yes, man, that's me. And everybody else out there really appreciate support. D Live and all of our other platforms thank you guys so much for joining us it was a pleasure having jt wild on he's truly a patriot a god-fearing patriot go out and please check him out check out his website jt wild that's wild with an e uh don't forget at the end um so make sure you guys check him out and tomorrow tomorrow do we have somebody on Yeah, we got a busy week this week. We got Trenton White, who's a speaker yes. in Dallas tomorrow. You guys are not going to want to miss that show. Trust me. Transcend the Matrix Aussie Patriots here on Thursday, and Severe Anon will be here Friday. And don't forget, shortly after the show here, we're going to be uh, tuning up with Amy Joe. God loves you guys. Do not miss that. She always does an amazing job. See you guys soon. Much love. Yeah, we'll do that probably at the bottom of the hour. I'm going to have to reset everything here and get that going. Congratulations to all of you who who are winning the lotto out there. Uh, Appreciate you guys for uh, all the support as always. Thank you very much. Thank you very kindly. I appreciate it very much. And with that, I want to say much love and God bless you all. Thank you all for joining us here as you do every day at 5 Eastern. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Don't forget Amy Joe in about 20 minutes. Stand by for that. Much love. Where we go one, we go all. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label. Because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference.